Blog Talk Radio. Nation Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. CJ Sports. You can follow me at Mr. CJ Sports. You can follow the 110 Nation at 110 Nation. Check us out on Facebook. My personal, or check us out on Facebook. Yeah, my personal, personal fan page, Mr. CJ Sports, the 110 Nation fan page, the 110 Nation Sports. Glad to be back in the studio this Monday night. I tell you what, it's been an interesting week. Interesting weekend. Glad to uh, have a chance to sit here with you guys tonight and talk a little sports. Um, don't forget, Tuesday nights, yes, we switch nights, used to be Race Chat Live on Monday, the 110 Nation Sports on Tuesday. We have flip-flopped. Um, so now, uh, don't forget, Tuesday nights, you guys can catch Race Chat Live with uh, Craig, Chris, and Taz, um, 8 o'clock right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Um, they got a guest in the studio with them tomorrow night. Um, so make sure you guys check that out. You guys do not want to miss that. Um, and then looking forward to the uh, Southern Dirt Track Report to uh, be back on the network here uh, mid-April. So looking forward to that as well. Got a lot to uh, jump into. Um, I told you yesterday, or last week, yesterday, there we go, last week in my return um, back into the studio, a lot had happened. Um, kind of left you all hanging with a uh, stolen car, um, staples in the head, um, just this, that, and the other. Still not going to go into all the details. We still got a whole season to get into all that. Um, but I will talk about the fact that I had an opportunity to go down to um, the VA today as part of uh, my staples in my head um, conversation that I, I kind of threw out there last week. Um, the 17th of February, I was doing a DoorDash, and it was a, uh, a very rainy. As a matter of fact, it was a bunch of flooding day going on. And uh, I parked underneath the carports making the DoorDash as uh, – um, I do it, now I'm doing it two days a week with uh, car issues, and we'll get into more of that later in the season. We're going to talk about the cars today. Um, but I parked underneath the carport, and on the way back, um, I forgot that the beam was, the metal beam uh, part of the frame was uh, awful low. And uh, coming back, trying to make sure the phone didn't get wet, trying to avoid the big puddle before I hit the car pour, and the fact that the shingles had covered the metal beam, and uh, I leaped the car, I leaped the puddle and forgot about the, like, yeah, I leaped the puddle, forgot about the car, the uh, middle beam, and ended up busting my head wide open. Well, today i got to go to the hospital, um, the, down to the VA, and get the uh, stitches out, or actual staples out. 
Um, I want to thank the doctor. <laughs> Excuse me. Because I kind of chuckled on that. I want to thank the doctor that um, had to uh, have the proper tool and able to take the stitches out because the nurse that started the whole project uh, um, didn't have the right utensil, had no idea what she was doing, and actually started to cause my head to uh, split back open and bleed. So um, we had to put a hold on that, and uh, but I spent you know a good half of the morning. I said I got there what nine o'clock. I was there until um, right almost eleven, a little bit after eleven-ish. Um, I tell you what, it is a, a very depressing situation as I spent two hours down there at the VA and just just seeing mainly gentlemen. I mean, not that there was no ladies, um, but mainly that generation. It was only men that served in the military. But just having an opportunity to just kind of look around, as I, I had to do lab, what they call lab work, but blood work, um, as they they checked for different things. Um, as it was my annual time as well last week, so I didn't not eat before I went. So they had me come in early today to draw blood, just to check on different things, make sure I'm doing all right. So I got there extra early. Um, my actual appointment for to get the staples out of my head went until 10:30, so I, I got there a little bit. Round round nine, a little bit before nine. Um, you never know how those things are going to play out. And so I had a chance to go down to the cafeteria because um, I hadn't ate all morning, and just kind of walk around and look around. And you know, it was kind of kind of depressing um, just to see um, these heroes, these these men that gave all and sacrificed all, just sitting in wheelchairs. Um, and, and sitting, waiting for appointments, and yeah, I'm just sitting there, just thinking to myself, this is this what life ends at? Like just sitting here, waiting for your days to be done, and you know, for for the Almighty One to say, you know, it's time to come home. Like just to see some of these guys holding on to their air tank and just sitting in a wheelchair, waiting for their name. Nobody with them. They're just like I. I just. It's kind of depressing. <laughs> um, I guess that that kind of just leads me to just just make sure that you guys get an opportunity. You don't understand how much veterans have sacrificed and what they have given up, and, and the medical conditions they are in now and the health complications they have for everything that they have done for this great nation and, and what they're going through and the loneliness and everything else that goes with it. Um, so you get your opportunity. Make sure you think of it. Make sure you stand for the national anthem. Don't be one of those that disrespect me. You ever had an opportunity to go down to, to a, a VA and look around and see what a real American, what what a, a true patriot, what someone that has really sacrificed for the better cause, the one that's truly sacrificed for everybody, no matter male, female, white, black, green, it didn't matter. If you really wanted to, to see that displayed, go down to your local VA. Not some overpaid, self-righteous, spoiled, only time I can show my my 
what I stand for is, is during a time that causes me to disrespect those that actually gave all, not those that just decided to take a kneel during the national anthem and disrespect the uh, that gave all. But I mean, take it really just take an opportunity to make sure that you think help those that those that need help when you you see them struggling to push a cart or load load their groceries or whatever the case may be because and until you've had an opportunity to sit down at a VA and spend half your day down there and just see where they are in their 60s 70s 80s 90s and alone and really just kind of sitting there just waiting for the good lord to just say, you know what, you've lived a full life. Um, it's it's kind of it's kind of a depressing thing. Um, but anyway, I've got my staples out, thanks to the doctor. I'm waiting for lab results. Um got some other medical things that I gotta get taken care of. Uh, um, that's what that is. Um, but uh, let's let's jump into some of these uh, interesting things going around, going on in the sports world. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, a lot of rumors circling around Aaron Rodgers. Fifty million dollars. It's crazy to me, and you know I, I've broken down different stats at different times. Um, throughout the, the history of this this show, this um, the One Ten Nation and everything else, you know, we we coming up on eleven years and you know, stats and numbers has always been one of those things that just fascinates me. I, I think that's one of the big reasons that I'm so fascinated in the stock world and the crypto world and the graphs and the trends and all that stuff. Um, but just seeing the numbers and realizing at the end of the day, what it comes down to, what what these people get paid, the the, the beyond the ridiculousness. You know, I just got done talking about the veterans and that have sacrificed all, and I have not got into talking about the 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 men in the blue and the firefighters and the teachers and you know all those out there that actually make an impactful difference in the world. And then here we got Aaron Rodgers that's basically demanding from what the rumors are and being how every major outlet and show is talking about it. I, I, I'm assuming it's more than just rumors at this point. He wants $50 million a year. I mean, let's, let's be honest. That breaks down to $2.9 million a game. At what point... Have we gotten to where any man or woman, but more specifically, any man deserves to be paid $2.9 million to play a game? A game. A game that most males have played for free at one point in their life or another. Hell, I played for three seasons. 
what, third, fourth, fifth grade for free. I went to a handful of high school football games last year, watch a bunch of teenage to adult play for free. I went to UD basketball game, watch a bunch of grown men play basketball for free. And here we have somebody that is demanding that is something that many play for free to get paid two point nine million dollars a game. And let's 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 break this down even even a little further. The, the ridiculous of a thirty eight year old demanding that he get paid fifty million dollars. So amongst that two point nine four one million dollars That means Aaron Rodgers feels he is worth $49,000 a minute. 60 minutes, $2.9 million, that's (laughs) $49,019.61 is what he feels he deserves. We're going to break that down a little farther. You know I'm not done with the numbers yet. Let's break that down a little bit farther. Most average games, defense and offense is on the on the field about the same amount of time. Usually it's pretty close. Time of possession, usually around 30 minutes. So better yet, Aaron Rodgers more feels that he needs to be paid $24,000. Almost stop even. Twenty-four thousand dollars. Well, no, let's 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 break that down. Let's go back. Cause I did that wrong. See, it's been a while since I've done this. So fifty fifty million dollars, seventeen games, amongst thirty minutes. So in all actuality, in the game, he's going to get paid ninety-eight thousand dollars and 39 minutes or 39 dollars and 21 cents a minute so I mean, let's, let's be honest in a 60 minute game he's probably going to play 30 good minutes outside of that he's going to spend the rest of the time on on the sideline unless his defense is just taking a beating and the offense is just plowing all over him and not staying on the field for their fair share of the game you're looking at ninety on average about ninety eight thousand dollars a minute. When did we get to a point that anybody is worth ninety eight thousand dollars a minute? Especially a player that's not won or even been to the Super Bowl. <coughs> so what, two thousand ten? If I remember correctly. It's not won the divisional or the, the conference championship in the last four attempts. Let's be honest, it's not really even been a presence in the playoffs, period. Might be one of the better, could arguably even be the best regular season player, but what what what's that get you? At the end of the day, how many conversations do we have talking about Dan Marino? Great season, regular season quarterback. Granted... Rogers got that Super Bowl, so he puts him one step above. 
<laughs> but we we can throw out one Super Bowl champions. We can talk about Brad Johnson. Remember Brad Johnson? Remember Trent Dilfer? They're just one one Super Bowl win quarterbacks. That's the best they got. At the end of the day, what you do during the regular season doesn't <laughs> doesn't really make much of a difference. Rogers earned his second consecutive MVP in 2021 after another stellar season. Um, he's entering his final year, his four-year extension that he signed in 2018 is worth $134 million. He is set to earn a base salary of $26.4 million this year. Um, where I think things have gotten out of whack when we talk about these, especially these quarterbacks, <coughs> is you you allowed, and I say you, the owners allowed one quarterback to become the highest paid player in the NFL. And we got it all set in our mind that that was the market value. So then enters the next quarterback, such as Joe Flacco comes off a Super Bowl victory. Well, he's up for now a new contract. Well, now you're the Super Bowl champion. Now your market value is worth this. And then we fast forward to the next quarterback. Then we fast forward to the next quarterback. Then we're looking at Deshaun John or Deshaun Watson. What? What? Where did it get you making him the most, the highest paid quarterback in the NFL? Oh yeah, he's got court issues because he had a bunch of sexual assault cases going on. Then you run into the next quarterback. Who we got? Oh yeah, we got. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, who everybody's tired of hearing about. He can't manage to stay healthy for a whole season. He's not been back to the Super Bowl. And honestly, at this point, because of his brother and his fiance, I think everybody at this point would rather him never be in the Super Bowl again. Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, we had, we had to do market value. <laughs> so you got one of the worst throwing quarterbacks in the NFL with one of the highest paid contracts who can't manage to get over the hump. I don't even know if he's actually even won a playoff game. If he's won one playoff game, which I don't think he's even won one, it's one and he was one and done, but I don't even think he's won that one playoff game. Then we, we can fast forward and, and keep continuing. You know, Dak, Prescott, Dak Prescott. Well, we had to, we had to give market value. We, we, what, what the value of the quarterback was. And what we end up with, a bunch of whiny-ass Cowboy fans, because once again, the Cowboys choked. So now here we are, fast forward, and we we got to play the, the the market value. Well, Aaron Rodgers has been to the Super Bowl. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is an MVP. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has one of the highest uh, uh, quarterback ratings. Aaron Rodgers has one of the best winning percentages in the regular season records. So he's 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 got now now we have this this market value of quarterbacks. We got to stop playing this game. We we got to stop saying there the, this is what the market value says a quarterback should be paid. 
You know, I, I know that Tom Brady catches a lot of flack for a lot of things. I, I would say 99% of it is just off the wall, crazy, stupid shit. You you say what you want to say about Deflategate. Nobody ever proved anything, ever. <laughs> Man, served a four-game suspension. Nobody ever proved that any of the balls were deflated. Did I say he didn't do it? I'm not going to say he didn't do it. <laughs> I'm going to say it was never proven. I guarantee... If teams hired PIs to investigate all teams, you're you're going to find everybody's eating. I mean, do we remember Atlanta getting fined for making fake crowd noise and, and turn the speakers up to to help the home home advantage? We all remember uh, um, Sean Payton being suspended for a year for making the hit list in the the New Orleans Saints and where that left uh, Greg Williams. We we can go on and on of the fact that every team cheats. Some teams get caught, some teams don't. Some scenarios can be proven, some teams are some scenarios are just speculated. But the one thing I always hold a lot of respect for on Tom Brady, amongst a lot of other things, is the fact that he wasn't that guy that worried about market value. I mean, let's be honest. There never once in 20 years should ever been a player that was that a higher contract than Tom Brady, who has more bling than anybody, who's been to more playoffs than anybody, who's won their conference more than anybody. Let's be honest. You're, you're going to talk about it. It's, it's where I don't understand how do you how do you hold this market value? How how do you determine what the value of a quarterback is? If you got all these lesser quarterbacks with contracts that are worth more than the goat, then obviously there's a misunderstanding of what market value means. Because you, you cannot have lesser quarterbacks being paid higher than the best quarterback ever to play the game and them be valued at market value. That just That's impossible. Like, I, I, I could have six calculators sitting in front of me. I could have the calculator pulled up on the laptop and the computer and punch in numbers all day long. They will never add up. But the fact that Tom Brady would be willing and would rather take a lesser contract to ensure that he had an offensive line. That was one of the things that Colin uh, Colin Cowherd just threw out, that you know he'd be willing to pay Joe Burrows $50 million a year, which is just re- ridiculous. But anyway, that he, he took a team that didn't have an offensive line to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you can say what you want to say about the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not going to hear a debate whether or not – um, how good the Cincinnati Bengals were or were not. We can all debate the fact that the Oakland, or, well, Las Vegas Raiders should have won the playoff game versus the Bengals. Horrible, terrible, to the point that the officiating crew was not allowed to officiate any more games in the playoffs is what got Cincinnati past the Raiders. 
and yet they could not still beat the, uh, the, the Rams. So say what you want to say about the Bengals. They should have never even been in the predicament they were. At the end of the day, I guarantee Joe Burrow's going to take his money. At the end of the day, he's not going to worry about the fact that uh, he'd rather have an offensive line. At the end of the day, that's why Tom Brady's sitting with all that bling. Tom Brady would rather have an offensive line protecting him. He would rather had Randy Mouse out there. He would rather had Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez. The list goes on of players that they were able to piece in um, and, and add to that defense and offense to have a 20-year run that they had. You know, you, you, you get these different shows and you listen to these different sports outlets and uh, I, I listen to two, three different shows <laughs> and listen to them talk about how this player and that player and how how they're, they're team players. They're just such great people. And then in the same sentence, without saying the actual facts, we talk about how greedy they are. That really, honestly, they're not as a great of a person as you make them out to be. Because at the end of the day, it's me, me, me. Where's my money? Where, where, Where's my check? When you play on a team sport... <laughs> and you play on a, in, a, in a team sport that has a salary cap, you can't be me, me, me. Because at some point, the money runs out. So now you're asking, Aaron Rodgers was asking, at the age of 38 years old, <coughs> who can't ever win playoff games anymore, who's won one what one Super Bowl in his entire and only been to one Super Bowl in his entire career. He wants to get paid fifty million dollars. We don't know the math. He he wants to get paid ninety eight thousand dollars a minute that he's on the field on on average. The same guy that wants to be part of assisting with who we're going to bring into this organization, who who we're going to build around him, who 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 he wants. So you want to consume all the salary cap and at the same time you want help. Once again, I can have six calculators out in front of me and punch the numbers all day long. It will never add up. Is that the reason why we're watching Kansas City fall to the way they're falling? I sat there and told y'all. Once Patrick Mahomes got all that money and all these young players started getting off their rookie contracts and Kansas City had to start paying these players, Kansas City wouldn't be as good of a team no more. So the same thing about Seattle. What happened to Seattle? It was good while Russell Russell Wilson, third-round pick, was on his rookie contract. It was good when all the rest of those pieces on this young Seattle team was in their rookie contracts. 
once the Legion of Doom wanted our Legion of Boom wanted all their money. Once Russell Wilson wanted his money. Once these players on defense wanted their money. Once you started having where you couldn't keep all these pieces because everybody was about me. Me, 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 me. And you started watching the the, the Legion of Boom and, and the Seattle Seahawks kind of go their way. Same thing with Kansas City. I, I think outside of maybe <coughs> Kelsey, I don't know if Tyreek Hill was there when the when the Mahomes got there. Most of the rest of the pieces have been interchangeable. I've gone on their way. Because they can't afford to keep those pieces. Especially if you have someone like Patrick Mahomes throwing you the ball and your stats go through the roof. Well, now you're worth a lot more as a wide receiver than you were going into the situation. And so now we roll into the to Green Bay, where now you've got a veteran quarterback that really is on the back side of his career. I'm not saying that he's not good. I'm not saying that he slowed down any. But let's be honest, in the 38 years old, playing the way he has played his career, <laughs> it's not like he's been Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, um, some of these other quarterbacks that have been very conservative and lived to see another down. He's taken quite a few hits. He's had his injuries. It's on the backside of his career, 38 years old. There's not too many quarterbacks doing their thing at 40. There's only been a couple. So now you you got 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers wanting to consume a big chunk of your your salary cap. And at the end of the day, is not going to get you any farther than where you're at now. There's no guarantees that he even wants to stay there. There's no guarantees that you're even going to get further than the first round. Tell you what, uh, I don't know which we're talking about money here. I don't know which is worse to me. Listening to a quarterback, and it's not like Aaron Rodgers has never been the highest or one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL. It's not like he's been being a Tom Brady throughout his career, making sacrifices and saying, you know what, this is the last contract I'm getting. I feel it's my my turn to get paid. Hey, that would be a more understandable. I fifty million dollars still ridiculous to me, but it would be more un- understandable. That's not even been the case. I, I don't know what's more ridiculous is, is listening to this whole conversation or listening to millionaires and billionaires bitch back and forth and then possibly not even have a baseball season. Um, Major League Baseball has not produced an agreement and the league's deadline for fitting spring spring training and before the planned March 31st regular season opener is here. Um, it's not looking good. Um, it's not looking like um, these the, the, these two sides are going to get um, close enough to uh, um, get the season at least started off on time. Um, it will be uh, interesting to see. 
Um, it's something that will be as more of the details come out. So I'm going to dig into and uh, kind of get dig deep into what the differences are, where 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 we're falling short. Um, but we knew this was something that um, this is this is something that's been proven over the last couple of years. This is not the first time that uh, um, the players and, and the owners have not seen eye to eye. The whole COVID and, and how many games are going to play in a shortened season about cost them a season previously. Um, so now we're at a point where we're COVID free and uh, um, we're having a chance to actually have a regular normal season. Um, as even to this point, LA has lifted um, their mask mandates. Um, and we're, we're, we're possibly not even going to see uh, a major league baseball season or at least a full um, full season. So um, this is it's just the insanity that you you could have a bunch of millionaires and billionaires and they they they're unable to see eye to eye and make this happen. Um uh, this week we saw James Harden um find his way into Philadelphia um in, in a trade that sent um Ben Simmons and Seth Curry out to Brooklyn. Um interesting trade. Um Kind of curious to see how this plays out for both teams, to be honest. Um, Embiid is on an MVP season, and uh, I'm curious to see how this is going to change the outcome, the outlook of an MVP season when you bring someone in that is a ball hog um, and takes less takes opportunities away from Embiid and what he needs to do to accomplish MVP status um, will will kind of be interesting. At the end of the day, is winning more important or is the opportunity being MVP of the league more important? Well, I guess we'll find out. Um, I, I don't think that it's enough. Um, as you add... You had a ball hog that uh, only reason he gets the points he gets, he throws up a lot of shots, depends on the free throw line, um, the the ridiculous flops and the, the traveling just blows my mind how he gets away with it. Doesn't get away with it so much in the playoffs, and so that that's what ends up killing James Harden when it comes to the playoff time. Um, as the referee starts swallowing the, uh, the whistle and letting the players or making the players play. But not that the Brooklyn Nets really got much better of the deal here. You sent Ben Simmons to the Nets, which you have uh, a whole mental issue going on that he has been out for eight months, and then now supposedly he has back issues. With 20 games left, are you going to be in basketball shape to play in the playoffs? How long until you actually be back on the court? Then you throw in Kyrie Irving at this point still can't play at whole games because of the whole math mandate, and KD is hurt. Um, so you, you got two teams that you swap some players, but at the end of the day, is it going to make a difference? How much is this really going to um, impact um, either one of these teams? 
could be could be interesting. Um, but I, I just don't. I don't know. This just trade. I understood that. I understood James Harden wanted out. I understand that James Harden thought he was going somewhere where he wasn't really going to do much, that he was going to be able to coast and get himself a championship. Didn't work out. Um, was it the big dog in campus? Um, honestly, he was second, arguably third in the pecking order. Um, and that's not something he rolls. It's going to be interesting to see how he, how it stacks up in, in Philadelphia and how long he lasts in Philadelphia. I, I just can't see it being a, a long-lived thing. There was a reason why he liked being in Houston. He, he was the top of the pecking order. There was a reason why he strategically placed himself and, and stayed where he stayed. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I just don't see it at the end of the day, um, it, it playing out for either one of these teams. And, uh, it, it's going to be interesting to, to see how this all unfolds, especially when it comes to the off season. Um, I, I think that the teams out East, when you, when you talk about the, the, the Sixers and you talk about the Nets, I, I think the teams out East, your Miami's, your Chicago's, your Milwaukee's, your Cleveland's, the teams that have chemistry, the teams that have been playing together all season long, the teams that are actually, you know, without the drama and have the, the chemistry, I, I see them being your, your teams. Where we're going to talk about favorites and these. Those are teams we're going to talk about. I think you're, you're going to see two teams that are going to have to make um, executive decisions come this off season on whether or not they're going to re-sign these players and move forward and build around um, what they got in this trade or, you know, cut their losses on it um, or use these pieces to trade for other pieces and move forward. I, I don't know how many pieces or how many teams are, are looking to get Ben Simmons, especially how he handled himself. He really did a lot of damage control and refusing to play and, and how he handled getting out of Brooklyn or I'm sorry, getting out of Philadelphia um, and, and at the end of the day, how many players or how many teams really want to have the whole James Harden fiasco go on? I, you know, at this point, you kind of pick your poison with him or Westbrook, and, and they, they kind of one and the same, other than the Harden's actually producing this year. Uh, but you, you kind of get one and the same in that, and I just don't see a lot of teams – really willing to give up much, and so you you kind of got to figure your life um, around that. Uh, speaking of uh, basketball, Lakers, are, are we are we getting closer and closer to seeing a LeBron-Lakers divorce? Um, seems that the front office is not happy. Seems that uh, um, pretty much told that, that this was their team, this was the, his mess, he was going to figure it out. Um, you got AD, which looking like he may not return the rest of the season. You got Westbrook, who's and he got people arguing with from player or fans and everything else. Um, he got an aged LeBron James. You got a bunch of over the hill walking down the court and Walker past their prime players. Um, it's 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 gotten to be it's gotten being a non-Laker fan has gotten to be a, a quite a comical situation. 
Um, but for Lakers, um, this 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 whole experiment, this whole thing has really has really gone downhill quick. Um, I, I I don't think that the Lakers expected. Um, I don't think the Lakers expected this to change as quick as it did. Um, I think that they thought they had more time. I thought that they really um, – um, I thought they had time to kind of interchange the pieces. I think they honestly thought that they would get LeBron on this two-year extension that he's coming up on and then have an opportunity to figure out what they had with AD and make a a decision on if we was going to sign one more time or if this was going to be it. I think that they thought they had time that, okay, we can can replace, we can draft and get a young player to replace a Dwight Howard, a uh, Carmelo Anthony, um, uh, Westbrook, we can start working towards our future while winning so that, you know, we, we got a – basically we'll be a destination, a place where everybody want to come. The, the Showtime Lakers are back. You know, LeBron's got this all figured out. Um, now, you know, as these pieces, as these players exit the NBA and retire, we can replace them with either um, – Short contracts with uh, with good players or even young players that develop while LeBron is there, so that way when he moves on, <clears throat> we have something to build on. We, we're not going to be like the Miami Heat or yeah the Miami Heat and let him come in, explode the team we have, bring in uh, a bunch of aged veterans, and then decide you know what I'm done. I'm going to leave you with uh, Dwayne Wade and a bunch of past their prime veterans and a bunch of nobodies. We're not going to be like Cleveland where we're going to have, what, four of the last five or six number one draft picks have a very young team. And, I, you know, I tell everybody in Harpy, that was what I was so excited about him coming back. He was still he was still young enough and he was still somewhat in his prime. You're talking about six, seven years ago at this point, so you're talking early 30s. A bunch of young players, the talented players, your Kyrie Irvins, um, your Tristan Thompsons, your your John Waiters, your Andrew Wiggins, you know, all, all these players that we had drafted. We had an opportunity to build a team around that. You brought in Kevin Love. Okay, I'm fine with that. Um, and now we, we have a team. Um and I'm, I'm even willing to give up because I think we gave up Andrew Wiggins for to, to Minnesota for Kevin Love. So I'm fine with that. But we still had a young team around that, and all that imploded. And then at the end of the day, we ended up with one of the oldest teams in the NBA with Dwayne Wade, Derrick Rose. Um, I, I forget the list went on and on of uh, Jared Smith, Mon Shumpert, all these players that were past their prime and, and was only good while LeBron was there um, to facilitate and pick up the slack. 
Um, and, and so I think the Lakers thought they were ahead of this. We're, we're, we, we got a couple years. We got LeBron. You know, he came in, brought us the championship. Next year, we run another uh, another playoff drive. Here we go. We're we're going we're going to uh, we're going to do this again. We're we're going to uh, uh, make a playoff run. We we got AD. We're bringing Westbrook. We got Melo. Dwight Howard came back. I said we we can add to this, and we're going to do this unlike the way that the Miami Heat and the Cleveland Cavaliers have been done. Now we fast forward and everything's falling apart. You're not going to make the playoffs. Now you've got to figure out if you want to sign LeBron, knowing that LeBron wants to play his final season on whatever team Bronny is. So that means if you re-sign him for those two years, that means that second year Bronny's going to be in the league. So now you're going to feel obligated or part of the agreement that I will stay for two years and commit, but you're going to let my son play for us. There's no uncertainties of AD. I think Dwight, Dwight Howard's about ready to re-retire. Meanwhile, you got Miami and Cleveland, two of the hottest teams in the East. That took them a few years to rebound, but they figured it out. They just went ahead and reloaded with a bunch of young talent and added a couple key pieces to it um, and, and moved forward. Like I said, I, I, think, I think the Lakers thought they had a couple years. I, I think the Lakers thought that, all right, we got a championship, we got a playoff. All right, we we added a couple veteran pieces. Who does? What young player doesn't want to come to play for the Lakers? What young player doesn't want to play with an MVP in Westbrook? What young player doesn't want to come play with AD, one of one of the most talented players in basketball? What young player doesn't want to play with the King? We have a winning atmosphere. We can bring in some young players, and we we can transition transition this and prepare ourselves for the exit of these veteran players. It's not how it worked. It's not how it worked anywhere. Now you're going to have to really figure your life out without a playoff run, with a losing record, with a disgruntled fan base. I mean, we're at a point now that you've got players and fans bickering back and forth. Your fans are booing your team. Yes, the Laker fans are booing the Lakers. I don't think we ever saw that with Magic Johnson, Kareem, Kobe. And here we are. I'm very, very eager to see how this offseason shapes up. I think with this this whole <clears throat> James Harden move to the Sixers, Ben Simmons to the Nets, the Lakers situation, I think we're going to see a lot of veteran pieces move around this offseason. I think we're going to see – some teams try to shake it up. I think we're going to see a couple teams try to take advantage of some veteran minimum contracts to help to help bring some veteran 
and playoff experience to their teams. So there, there's a couple of teams that I, I think a little bit of veteran experience, playoff experience, you might push your team into the playoffs or you might push yourself to a deep playoff run if you're already a playoff contention team. And some of these players, that's about the value and only value they really hold. But I'm really curious to see what this Laker team, this Laker organization, how they handle this. How, how do we move forward with the contract extension? What commitments? I'd love to be on the fly on that wall. I, I would love to hear them, them promise we'll, we'll bring your son. Then at the end of the day, they're, well, I don't know. The scoreboards are playing this year. They play that bad again next year. They might be towards the top of the draft pick. End of the day, the odds are they're not going to be. If I tell you what, <laughs> especially if I'm Dan Gilbert, uh, if I have an opportunity to grab Ronnie, I'm gonna grab him. I will make the Lakers pay a hefty price for him. He left me high and dry twice. You want him? You pay for him. Any other team out there? I, I, that's what I would do. Unless there was a for sure chance you were going to get the, the best player to come out of that league at, at that. Now, you have the top three or four pick. Nah, I don't know if I'd necessary waste to pick on it, but let's be honest. <laughs> There's usually about five good ones that come out every year. All the rest of them is a crapshoot. You might as well take your chances. You might as, you might as well draft them and then try, and then send them to the Lakers for a, a good draft pick either that year or next year, depending on prospects and, and some money. You might as well make your life or, or another player, a complimentary player. You, you might as well make your life to set yourself up. That's what I do. Don't forget, Tuesday nights right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network, you can catch Race Chat Live with Chris, Craig, and Taz um, as they hit the studio at 8 o'clock. Um, they got uh, guests joining them tomorrow night. Looking forward to hanging out with them. Um, I forget where I'm sitting. I think I'm sitting seconds as we run a uh, – I'm not going to say run a um, fantasy or pool or, I don't know. We do picks. <laughs> um, I think I'm sitting second. Done pretty good the first two races of this year. I'm not going to, well, first two weeks. That would be five races worth. Um, so looking forward to uh, tuning in, listening to the guys tomorrow night. Um, yeah, sitting second. Um, as Taz has got 82 points, I'm sitting with 66. Ms. Lee with 55. Craig uh, with 38. And Chris, back-to-back weeks, taking up the rear with 25 points. Taking up the rear. Not, I didn't say no else. <laughs> Casey's listening. Um, but, yeah, miss you guys tuning in tomorrow night. Don't forget, you guys can like us on Facebook, the 110 Nation Sports. You guys can follow us on uh, Twitter at the 110 Nation Sports. Um, we got 
Southern Dirt Track Report joining back uh, for another season come about mid-April. So looking forward to having those guys back on the uh, uh, the network and looking forward to hanging out with them and uh, getting some more uh, um, Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> looking forward to listening to those guys on all the latest uh, local track racing. So uh, make sure you guys tune in that as well. Uh, definitely looking forward to listening to them tomorrow night talk about uh, Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson. as uh, The Hendrick teammates uh, gotten a little uh, whoopsie on the track, and uh, I'm kind of eager and uh, interested to uh, hear their uh, – their thoughts on it and where things are going to go as we've kind of discussed a little bit in the chat room. So looking forward to that as well. Um, I think it was anything else I wanted to jump into before I get wrapped up for the nice. We've got a few minutes. No, I think I've hit everything I want to jump into. Um, tomorrow, Monday night, I will be back here in the studio. Um, I'm not going to cry over six minutes, and the fact that i got to get up at 2.30 in the morning just makes it even less tears that would be shed. <laughs> uh, but next Monday night, I, oh, I do got to thank the lovely wife as uh, Friday night. I get an opportunity to go to my first NHL um, game. Um, the Blue Jackets, who are they even taking on? Kings? She thanks the Kings. Um, but uh, get my first uh, – that's not this year's card, is it? No, that's not it. Got cards everywhere. But I get my first <laughs> – I get my first uh, NHL experience. Uh, I was been to one hockey game. I don't remember, and it was a local – so it wasn't much more than if it was even high school or not high school, but college level type of play. <clears throat> so this will be my really my first hockey experience period, but my first NHL game. So looking forward to that. <clears throat> and also we got um, partial season tickets for the Dayton Dragons. Dragons, there you go. Los Angeles Kings. So yeah, playing the Kings. Um, and then we got uh, partial season tickets. Um, for the uh, Dayton Dragons, who are the Triple uh, A affiliates of the uh, Cincinnati Reds, so looking forward to that. We went to a couple games last year. Um, my mother, um, sister-in-law, and us all split. What is, uh, we split a half season, or I don't know. We each got eleven games out of it. Um, I think they might only play 66 games, so that might be half a season, or there were 66 home games. I can't remember how many games they play now at this point. Um, but we get to go to 11 games, so looking forward to that as well. So uh, things are already starting to look up for this season. Hopefully uh, we get some more uh, more sports in throughout this year. But, yes, uh, birthday was uh, yesterday, and so got uh, NHL tickets yesterday uh, Yesterday for uh, this upcoming Friday. Get to go to that and then turn around on Saturday and go to uh, about 45 minutes up the road to uh, go see the new Batman movie. Um, going to an AMC theater. Um, 
as they are giving away limited uh, NFTs um, for going to the uh, AMC theater and purchasing the tickets. And uh, something I want to add to my portfolio, so looking forward to that as well. I'm um, kind of uh, excited about having an NFT and what that may or may not entail, as that is a whole new project and a whole new uh, part of my portfolio. So uh, looking forward to that as well. So good weekend coming up. Monday, I'll be back in the studio right here. Um, I want to shut down the studio and didn't even <laughs> – but uh, turn the computer off and everything. Um, I don't know which one to be quicker. Uh, but I'll be back in the studio here uh, Monday night, 8 o'clock, to get you guys caught up in the latest going on in the sports world. So I'm trying to pull one of them back up to let me back in so I can actually end the show. There we go. Next, next. Until next time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.